0: Come on, man.
1: garbage. So what's up, y'all? This is t and welcome to a brand new Live by Terrence Show. We are broadcasting out of Valley, Alabama, which is south 85 Atlanta, north of Montgomery. Well, not really north Montgomery, but <laughs> I'll just say north of Montgomery. It's a blessing to be here again. live We one life, life society. I'm telling you, we're, we're just been have a great time the last couple of weeks. We got to see you last Saturday in Atlanta jamming with some head Games, Lenny, and the original Punk. We're going to bust the show tonight. We have four interviews lined up tonight, starting with Heather Hatton. She will be checking in in just a moment. Sean Lyric, Henry Carter, and Larry Lack-Anderson. I'm sorry, Henderson will be returning to the show. I apologize for that. Larry Henderson will be on the show tonight, but we're going to go ahead and get it kicked off tonight. One of the best known female comedians that you're going to hear on the circuit, and she has been voted as one of the sexiest comedians on the circuit as well. We're going to welcome Heather Hatton to the show. How you doing tonight?
2: Hey, I'm doing fine. How are you?
1: I'm doing good, doing good. I am so happy to have you on the show. <laughs>
2: Thank you. You have to excuse my voice. I sound a little raspy. I know right now I'm not sounding sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm kind of sounding like a dude right now, but I just came from my daughter's track meet, so I was screaming for her, so I'm a little hard. So yeah, oh, got yeah, got to excuse me for me.
1: I totally understand that because uh, I was telling uh, my, my, my future wifey, which is she's also the executive producer of the show. Uh, we went out last night and we were screaming and everything. I said, if we had done this show this morning, my voice would have been very bad.
2: <laughs> so yes. I'm
1: just trying to get my voice back too.
2: <laughs> yes, my voice is terrible, and the killer thing is I have a show Thursday, so. I'm going to have to drink some tea and some Jack Daniels and some lemon so I can get it back. I can't be on the mic talking about I'm sex. i sounding like a nigga. That ain't going to
1: be Jack Daniels? You drinking Jack Daniels? <laughs>
2: well, no. You know, in the sauce, we make those chatties. So you put your little whiskey in there with some tea, with a little honey and some lemon, and that will kind of bring your voice back to life. So I'm going to have to throw a little, yeah, throw a little oh, brown man. in there. I'll be all right.
1: Uh, I I thought that vodka worked 'cause uh that brown liquor made me turn into an incredible hook, so <laughs> I
2: can't
1: I can't oh wait. I God. can't miss
2: <laughs> you know, That is so funny. I was just telling somebody, I say most people who drink they drink either or either white liquor or brown liquor. Very rarely when you find somebody that drinks both. Somebody who drinks both just a goddamn alcoholic, they just don't give a <laughs> But normally <laughs> <laughs> normally if you are uh uh a, a responsible drinker, you can't you can't miss both. Like, I, I really prefer to drink like that I'm a really a vodka girl. But, you know, from the South, everybody said that whiskey word. So, yeah.
1: Well, I'm definitely going to have to try that next time. Uh, I'll be hollering and screaming over some um, some rock music trying to promote the, the radio
2: show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, you have been compared to Richard Proud, Bernie Mac, Robin Harris. How, how, how does it feel to, to have your name associated with some of the, the greatest of all time?
2: Um, it's actually, it's really an honor. And I kind of, as as being a female, because there's never been a female that has been compared to all three of them, but that also speaks to my character and how well I am on stage. Um. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, like I'm pretty and sexy, whatever. Once I get on stage, I go in, and that's what all of those comedians were known for. As so you know, they were all handsome, but when you got on stage, when they got on stage, they just went in. Like they just went in. everything out on the stage. Kind of like I don't give a fuck if you have or not. You here, so <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of my mentality. Like I, right, if you. I, I know I'm funny, but you're trying, you're trying your best not to laugh, but that's okay. So I, I, I actually <laughs> like, because it hasn't been any female comedians compared to them, and so I, I actually take it as a compliment, and I, I love it, because those are some great, talented, skilled comedians.
1: Now, uh, as being, being a female comedian, does that does that put any added pressure on you to, to deliver your best content every night, or, or do you do you put pressure on yourself? To you know, to be the best that you can be.
2: Um, I put pressure on myself to, to be the okay. best that I can be. Um, it's not it's not any added pressure to come out there because actually it's not any pressure at all from from the fans or the promoters anybody uh, that looks. because I, I, I tend to a lot because my looks. <laughs> I don't think they <laughs> I don't think that they expect for me to deliver like I do because they're shocked, like, oh, damn, bitch, you are funny. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, you have just thought I was with like, a but yeah. But I, I just think, like, like for me, I, I appreciate myself because, like, I'm always trying to get new material, and I have people who come to me and ask me, like, if they can go right for me, and I, I haven't accepted anybody on that offer as of yet because, you know, I, I have so much fucked up shit in my life. Hell, I, I, that's how I write my own stuff. I I got three kids and mom and daddy, they old half three now, so but I, I, I put more pressure on myself than, you know, what I found from the because the industry is
1: Okay. Yeah. Now what, what that, now what? what's some of the content that you use in, in, in your, uh, your 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 uh, comedic performances? Um, uh,
2: my comedic performances, uh, I talk about my children, how, you know, I beat okay. the hell out of my kids. I don't play. I'm a typical black mama. If, you know, if they call people come to dad. I ain't taking no class to get them back. So <laughs> so <laughs> I keep talking about that. Uh, of course, you know, I tend to, uh, you know, I give them and travel, you know, and talk about that or whatever. Um, but mostly it's, it's about my children and different up, upbringing and how people –
1: Okay, okay. And uh, besides being compared to to, uh, the people I had mentioned earlier, uh, Richard Pryor, Bernie Mac, Robin Harris, uh, who are some of the comedians that you look up to uh, that's in the industry today?
2: That's in the industry today. Uh, That is so funny because when people ask me that, I really don't have an answer, and they think, like, Mm -hmm. They they think it's a bad thing, but it's not. Because I'm gonna tell you who I really love. Like I love Andrew Dice Clay.
1: <laughs> oh yes, oh
2: yes. Yeah. <laughs> people, people look at me like, first of all, you're a black woman, and this is an old white man, the rudest motherfucker I ever created, and you like him. <laughs> and I just love him. Like he is so he is like the gangster of comedy. He's so funny to me. But I could tell you who like who I oh I, I like um, Gary Owen. I think okay. he's funny. Kevin Hart. I like um the uh what's his name? D Ray. I like him. Um, okay. as far as uh as far as female comedians, I really like Ruby Goldberg, but I like her more as a host on the view. Is that the view that she's on?
3: Yes, the view, yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I like her more as a host, like she's funny as a host. As far as female well, you know, not too many female comedians that I, I haven't already seen. Cause I'm I'm a fan of like older female comedians like No um, Wonder Page, Delphine Sanford and Son, uh, yes. Adele Given and uh, Thea Vidal, and of course the ones that I like they're not really performing anymore. Mm-hmm. But as far as those shows, I haven't really just been like, oh my god, this is hilarious. I, I mean, it's not an insult. It's just you know my selection <laughs> is different.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Now I know you have a you have a upcoming DVD that you are about to release. Uh, can can you uh, shed in a light on that and when the release date would be?
2: Um, actually, the the release date is going to be August the 30th, and that is going to be like a um compilation. i would probably be maybe like the last five shows that I've done, and we're going to put the rest of behind the scenes. Um, it's also going to be some parts of um, I'm also, I, I also shot a pilot for a talk show. So, know, it's gonna be mm-hmm. it's uh with some of the like I interviewed. Um his name was Slim from, from the Globe tonight as I interviewed him. I had the opportunity to get um Archibald, from or Archmill in the day. Um, I had a chance to get someone, um, his name is Ronnie Coleman, so he mixed an So it's gonna be um uh, stuff from, from that that's gonna be on the D as well. And then with my i am I'm gonna be giving away a calendar. But it's going to be like a sexy calendar. There was no comedian has ever had like a sexy calendar. Like, can can you picture? looking at that. Jerry Shepherd a whoop a gold bird for 12 months, hanging on your wall. <laughs> you can't do that. Can't do that. But you're going to do that. We have heaven, baby. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> I'm have my test. anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: so
3: when my, uh, when my aunt, Okay,
1: that's what's up. Well, we're going to take a quick station break, and when we come back, we're going to have more interview with Heather Hatton.
3: Okay,
4: thanks. I, feel the beat in my soul, yeah. i Time I go out they know. It.
1: Yeah, we are back with the Live by Terrence show with T-Rex, and I am having a good time tripping out with Heather Hatton. Welcome back to the show. <laughs>
3: Thank
1: you. <laughs> now, are there, are there any <laughs> shout-outs? Uh, any any shout-outs you want to give tonight to, uh, to anyone? Uh uh-huh. Are there any shout-outs you would like to give out to anyone tonight?
2: Um, no. Well, yeah, uh, I would like to give a shout out to um, <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my public sister, my manager, Cassandra, uh, my parents, Ray and Ariadne, and my children. And to so, like, all of my fans, who listen to me and who rock with me, especially on Thursdays when I have my shows.
1: Okay. I want to ask you uh, a question. What celebrity would you date? What did you say? I'm sorry. What what celebrity would you date?
2: Would I, how would I date? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what celebrity I would name. <laughs> I don't know who's sexy right now. <laughs> oh, no, I'm whipping the shit up. i tell you who I date. I've been in love with that damn uh, Dwayne, what is his name? Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, yeah. By the rest of the name. Yes, under that rock. Yes. Yeah, uh huh. I mean, I mean. <laughs> well, what, what yes. would be your best? What would be
1: your? What would be your best pickup line if you had, if you was facing him right now? What 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 would you say to him?
2: I would ask him, "Are those your original teeth or are those veneers? Because they are just too white and too perfect." <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a good one. Yes,
2: that's what I ask about. Are those your teeth, baby?
1: <laughs> now what, what 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 if he told you that was all? Uh, what if he told you that it was dentures? Would you still date him? Well,
2: yeah, I would. I just have to turn my back when he put them in the cup. But yeah, I would actually. <laughs> <he> <laughs> long as take my out of me on a date and put them on the table, but, yeah,
1: I'd be cool with it. <laughs> hey, but hey, that but that might be to your advantage though. You know, <laughs> <What's the name? laughs> Just use your imagination. Oh, yeah, you might right now. Can, I ain't never
3: he had nobody gumming. He could gum it. You could gum
1: it. That's a new one. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, do you have any other company? performances that you are uh, what well, I just the-
2: uh, Let me see what I, I have coming up. Oh yeah, I do have a show coming up in Las Vegas. Um, I'll be in Las Vegas September 19th, 20th, and 21st. Uh, I'll be performing there and I'll be hosting uh, for the Sickle Cell Foundation that they're having. Okay. So that's, that's something that's in the future. And then um, here in Houston I host every Thursday after a ladies night where well, I bring the exotic men to the women of Houston. I do that every Thursday, and I, I also have men on that on Thursday. Every Thursday. Uh, and then I have, right now, I'm also in talks like, with some different promoters, whatever, for, uh, different tours that's coming up, but I don't want to talk about that until the contract has been signed and my deposit has been made. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: so I'll talk about that. But this the one in Las Vegas, is... is uh, in Las Vegas. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Well that's what well Heather, I wanna tell you thank you for uh, taking the time uh, to be on the show tonight. Uh tell us, uh where we can follow you on uh, Twitter and also if you have a Facebook page or website that you would like there with us. Right?
2: Um, they can reach me on Twitter at Hatton H A T T S Tom O N first name is Heather. So my Twitter is Hatton Heather. Uh my Instagram is real Heather Hatton R E A L and it's my first and last name, Heather Hatton. And um, my website is realheatherhatton.com. And
1: then my Facebook fan page is um, Heather Hatton, just in general. And okay. So that's why all right. Well, we're going to make sure we follow you on all those other platforms. And uh, again, thank you. And we'll definitely we'll keep in touch with you. And you're always welcome to come back on the show anytime you would like.
2: Okay. I will keep that in mind. Thank you for having me. All
1: uh, right. Thank you so much, Heather.
2: I'd have
1: a good one now. All right, you too. That was the great Heather Hatton. She has been voted the sexiest comedian in the world, and she's doing big things. She has a DVD that's coming out real soon, uh, August the 30th. There's also another special day, Dear to Me, which there is All-Stars College Football. We in the college football region of the country the sec country auburn university war eagle the executive producer and the co-ceo of the live by Terrence show wendy is an alabama fan so it's going to be a lot of war eagle and road tide going back and forth during the season there we kind of already uh, just started the the battle lines there with with uh facebook post uh, postings and stuff and then a couple of weeks ago i did some uh i, I prepared a dinner in a Alabama apron and she took a picture of me so <laughs> she kind of has some blackmail pictures of me now so at a time you know <laughs> she wants to she she had already posted that picture a couple of times already it, it's funny to me because first first of all I don't really don't take it as serious as some people take it in this area some people would kill for Alabama Auburn rivalry and I, I don't understand that you know people People die for less, less reasons for that, but it's just something that I can't mentally understand. But, yeah, I'll put on an Alabama shirt any day, but I know where my heart is. And I am a graduate of University of Alabama, so I have an Alabama mind, but an Auburn heart. So I could, I could prod and play around like that sometimes. And then probably about, about 30 minutes ago, I just got tad on an Auburn sucks. Coca-Cola bottle. (laughs) So it it has started, and and you can feel it. We are three weeks away from kickoff, and just can't wait for that. But we turned up last night. Uh, We went to the Irish Bread Pub in West Point, Georgia. So I definitely want to give a shout-out to uh, Ruth Williams. She is the owner of the Irish Bread Pub. Hired guns. Uh, wifey, she got one of those scarves. Uh, one of those authentic scarves from filming uh, the lead single Hired Guns," and I came out of there with about five koozies <laughs> So, and, oh yeah, oh yeah, and then we came out with a drumstick too. The drummer gave gave Wendy a, 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 one of the drumsticks, so we definitely have a lot of souvenirs from last night. Plus all the aches and pains of uh, <laughs> listening to rock and roll music and, and shouting and, and just having a good time, fellowship, fellowshipping with everybody. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to continue to roll on. We have Sean Lyric. He will be on momentarily. And we're going to be talking about his transition from hip-hop to uh, practicing his Christian faith full-time. Uh, he has, has always had the Lord in his life, but he felt that it was time for him to transition fully over. And that's something that that I have been going through. And And then God bless me. Back in February the second, with Wendy, and she has been going through that transformation as well. So as together we are on that spiritual journey to you know following um, God's footsteps and, and and just trying to better our life and everything, and then trying to spread the gospel to everybody as well. So I'm very interested in having him on at the bottom of the hour, and in the top of the hour I got to bring the blood on. Got to bring the blood on Henry M. Carter, MBA. And he is working on his doctorate's degree, and he's also the executive director of the Atlanta Technical College for Men. And we're going to have him on, and he's also the author of Who Moved My Nuts book. And we're going to um, talk about that to uh, to see uh, about the success that he had with that book and also what he's doing in the future. He has been traveling all over the world. Uh, with, with a group of guys from, from the college to get them the, the, spo- um, the exposure to new cultures and also grow them as men. And I definitely would, would love to speak with him. He's my blood. He's a cousin, but he, he's more like an older brother to me and a mentor. And with all the violence that's been going on lately, not, not outside our, uh, of the United States, but in, within our country, it's definitely an honor to have him on to shed some light on what, what can we do as a nation and it, this, this is not a uh, it's not a just a black problem it's not just a white problem or, or a mexican problem it's a, it's a everybody problem everybody is is, is, is uh, affected by this and i'm definitely looking forward to having him on at the top of the hour and then at the bottom of the hour you know i always love to preach about um, spirituality and also education we're going to have larry henderson on and I, excuse me, earlier I, I, I said Anderson at the beginning, but it's Larry Lack Henderson. He was gonna, he's going to be on the show at the bottom of nine, at the 9.30 hour. And we're going to be talking about education and how he's using music to teach people about history and, and, and just educating them and, and giving them some substance that they can feed on mentally. So we've we got a, a, a a big show still. Uh, Heather definitely kicked it off with the right spirit because I love to laugh. And she's a comedian as well, and she's doing great things. And it, we got we got the the laughter going. we got the spirits up high. And I'm looking forward to having Sean Lyric on in just a few moments. But we're going to play another song, and we're going to take a quick station break. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to the T Rex. Definitely in the effects. Kinda rhyme. <laughs> Come up with a son lyric. I just gonna I wanna give you a little introduction about him. Uh, uh some might turn down the collar from the higher power. son lyric was a was the racist it was a journey before him. I was attending church and his relationship was not going stronger it was the summer of this year they made a conscious decision to give his faith to God and start living by God's words and he he made a musical transition from hip to christianity and I just want to talk to him about uh the reasons why he he decided to um, fully give in to his faith and 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 not d- deal with just doing you know just uh hip hop anymore so I'm I'm def- definitely looking forward to having him on uh, we are at the bottom of the hour. We are broadcasting 45 minutes outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta is, is is like the unofficial home of the Live by Terrence show. We have so many listeners and followers from from Atlanta, and I definitely want to give a shout out to them. We uh, we are we are always in Atlanta doing things, and like I said last weekend, I was fortunate enough to go to Wolf Creek Amphitheater to see MC Hammer, Sugar Hill Gang, Woudini and the original P-Funk perform live. And I'm telling you, it was great. It was a great time, great atmosphere. uh, The age ranges was probably from like 10 to to 60. It might have even been uh, over the age of 60. People just had a great time together. We, We ate good food. We danced. We even had some uh, surprise guests to show up: uh, Raheem, The Dream, and Kilo Ali. If you don't know those guys, they are part of the major bass scene of Atlanta back in the nineties. The um, but when, when they came around, and you know, it was it was just it was just great uh, for for them to show up and everything. But like I said, we, we're at the bottom of the hour, and I have already gave a, a brief introduction to our next guest, so we're going to welcome Sean Lyric to our show. How you doing tonight, sir?
5: Hey, what's going on, boss? I'm good. How y'all
1: doing? Uh, I'm doing wonderful, blessed, and highly favored, and uh, I just want to say it's an honor and a blessing to have you on the show tonight.
5: Thank you, man. I appreciate it.
1: So, so tell us about about, about your journey. Um, I, I'll briefly uh, introduce you to the live by Terrence uh, show audience. Uh, you decided to go through a transition, not not just musically, but uh, spiritually and, and personally. From you know, you moved from the uh, from doing hip hop music to following your faith in in Christ and, 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 and you know just following the footsteps of God. So, uh, tell us about that transition and and how it is playing out for you today.
5: Um, The transition was, it wasn't so much, you know, of a difficult thing for me to decide to do. It was all about the timing because I always knew that, you know, I wanted to do this, make this transition. I just didn't think it would be so soon, you know. I figured, you know, it'd be probably later on in my career or in my life, per se. But mm-hmm. as far as, you know, being a Christian, I grew up a Christian. I was born into a Christian family, so I always knew you know, I always knew like this was this was my faith and my path. But as far as music, like that was always like I I never really connected the two. Even though like I always presented myself as a Christian, I never really connected the two. So I wanted to feel like what I do for a career, you know, I want to make that transition over. So as well, you know, it becomes one, you know, one together. And rather than okay, I'm a Christian now, and when I rap, I'm somebody else. So I just wanted to you know stay true to that one, you know, that one thing that everybody's going to see, and which is Christian. So throughout my music now, it just connects and it makes me, it's just much more comfortable and it's a, it's a better situation for me and, and the music that I make.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I i want to commend you on that because, you know, the music industry, you already know how, how it is with uh, you know, a lot of the secular music that's going on and, and you know, a mm-hmm. lot, of, lot of things thing behind the scenes that, you know, the casual fan might not see. So how how are you able to uh, continue to practice your faith being being in that kind of environment even though you you're not actually you know you're not in the uh, the hip hop scene you still you're doing like Christian music now but still at times you would have to um, uh, fellowship with others that that's that's not doing the same thing you're doing so how 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 do you are able to, uh, to to withstand that?
5: And that that was the difficult part because a, a lot of things that you know they needed me to do as an artist. You know, it would either be stepping out of my, you know, my comfort zone, my boundaries, whether it's performing at a certain area where, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like probably, you know, I'm not the most, you know, relaxed or comfortable at ease at to the kind of music that I make. Say somebody wants me on a song with them and that song is about whatever, whatever it is, then, you know, me being on that song as well, you know, I would come off as I'm representing that song as a whole. So, you know, it made it. Difficult for me to stay within, but like I never really like I never say I got out of my zone. Like I said, I always just tried to separate the two. But now you know I figured, like I I just have to walk it straight through instead of trying to be this time, this person at this time, and then switch you know switch the 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 flip the switch to another person another time, and because it, it, it's much more like it's it's just too much really to to really control, and you're never really gonna. I, I think for me personally, like it just makes me more it makes it more easier for me, you know, knowing that, you know, I'm not, I don't have to really think about, you know, will this be right within what I'm trying mm-hmm. to live and so on and so on. So it's better for me in this aspect.
1: Now, um, we checked out your, uh, your track that we're going to play to everyone shortly on called Thank you, Lord. Uh, you're not, you're not only a rapper, but you're also a singer. So, um, uh, Which which one do you um, believe that you do best? Are you better rapping or are you you a better singer, in your opinion?
5: I'm definitely a better rapper. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely a better rapper, but singing with me, it's not even... For me, singing is not so much how good I vocally am. It's Mm -hmm. it's more knowing Mm -hmm. how to make certain things sound good. Like, I could probably not sing something as well as another singer, but I know how to make it sound have decent as that other person can, or you know how to coordinate my voice within my my skill and my range to make it sound really good. So that's 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 my thing with the whole singing thing. But rapping, I I can I'm far better rapper than I am a singer.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, who are some of your uh, influences as uh, as other peers that that is doing the same kind of music you are doing now?
5: Um, honestly, um like you talking about like locally or just people that on on a major scale?
1: Um just locally or you know it can be locally or, or someone that's that's on the, uh, the the major national scale.
5: Yeah cuz me being like being new to this like the whole converting to the gospel music, I don't know mm-hmm. much local gospel artists who do what they do. You know, I've oh. always you know sing in the church and all that other stuff, but I don't know anybody who's done it like on a professional level you know, locally around me, but, I, you know, guys like, um, I mean, people like Tasha Cobb, I think she's dope, like, that song, Break Every Chain that she has, I just like, because now that I'm in this, like, I'm much more getting into this whole getting to know who these artists are and who the people are so I can, you know, get familiar with who, you know, who, I guess, the competition is in a way, so Tasha Cobb, she's great, I've always, you know, liked, you know, Kirk, I've always been a fan of Kirk's music, Um. Mm-hmm because Kirk kind of, like, reaches more to, like, the youth and the new generation more so of the old, you know, gospel flow, because he, he tries to stay intact within the modern area and the modern sound of music. So I definitely like what he, what he does. You know, I'm, I'm huge on um, Donnie and I think he's amazing. Um, the guy who sings Bread of Life. I forgot his name. But he's really good as well. So, I, I mean, I'm pretty much just now, like, learning these, these different artists and different, you know, people within the genre itself.
1: Oh yeah, that's 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 what's up. Now, where where do you, what kind of mark do you want to leave in the Christian music industry? Uh what 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 would you like your legacy to be once everything is said and done for your career?
5: I I think it's it's my legacy stays the same within what I was trying to do with hip hop. I'm just trying to like tell my mm-hmm. story was within the the range of Christian music. I just want to tell mm-hmm. my story, you know, what, you know, my life, my situations where I've come from, and you know what Christ has done for me in my life, and where I'm headed to, and you know, inspire others, inspire you know everybody worldwide. If somebody can be touched by my music, that's awesome, you know. So that's it. it never really changes the goal because my goal has always been to just have a positive influence on people throughout the world. So that's never really changed.
1: Now, what what is your your take on on the on the the music industry, or just um, radio in general, or uh, the music that that you hear on radio uh, on the radio stations, what what what, what is your uh, your critique of that?
5: Um, I mean, I think the music industry it's it's pretty much what I mean, what anybody would expect it to be. It's a business. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we we all know how you know it works. Like it's pretty much you're not gonna always hear the best music on the radio. You're gonna hear the most popular music what the people more want to hear. And nowadays what people more want to hear pretty much mm-hmm. is what, what the youth likes because, you know, old people, they don't really, not really say old people, but the older the older folks, they're not really into the whole youth movement now. So now the youth, you know, they're coming up with dance moves, little mm-hmm. stuff like that, like even, you know, like gimmicks and like certain lines that, you know, you can reminisce through and just hear all the time, which is easy to repeat, easy to remember. We're like a pretty simple hobby, and that's what gets—that's what gets radio play. Like it's that machine that those labels are running. That you know, the more simple the song is, the more catchy it's gonna be to the to the ears of the youth, and the more that people are gonna want to hear it because the youth—they're the ones that party, they're the ones that buy CDs and buy your singles and all that. So it's pretty much captivated by by the young folks. I mean, the music—I don't mm-hmm. think the music is as you know as what you call it it doesn't have as much quality as it always did, but not to, because not to say that there's not good artists, but the good artists, it kind of gets, you know, stuck behind the popular artists because the popular artists aren't always the best ones. Like, the best rappers aren't always on the radio. The most lyrical rappers aren't always on the radio. It's the most popular guys. Who could be marketed, you know, in a certain way where people want to see them? Who has the most, quote, cool swag, you know? Who has mm-hmm. the new the new do, the new outfits, the new this and that. So that's pretty much what music is. It's pretty much just like a brand more than the product, pretty much.
1: Now, I know you have always been comfortable practicing your faith and doing a transition in your music. Uh, How how have you been received uh, by your peers that, that you were working with before, the transition and and now you, you're doing a christian Christian music um industry now uh, how, how have you been received by your peers
5: everybody's actually been very supportive of of you mm-hmm. know my transition because I think they understand like some of them even foreseen it coming they okay. know that um they always knew me personally who i you know who I am as a person rather than who Sean lu the rapper is, so they always knew you know my faith and what I practice and the way that I wanted to always live my lifestyle and all that. So they, they saw it coming, and even after, you know, I made it, you know, official, they supported it. They I think that's amazing, you know, the fact that somebody could have, you know, that courage to make that move because, you know, not everybody thinks it's cool to talk about Jesus. Not everybody thinks it's cool to be so outspoken about it. So they they, they, they really, um I, I get more more and more comments of how appreciated people are and the fact that I am willing to do that and not be worried about, You know what the Mm -hmm. outlook will be as far as you know. Christian Christian artists are probably not as cool as rappers or R and B singers, but you know that I've I've definitely gotten a lot of support about it.
1: Now I want to ask you I want to ask you this here. You know, um, Mm -hmm. in our society we are very uh, heavily influenced by the media, and then of course you know peer pressure and everything. Uh, So Mm -hmm. you end up end up doing things that you, you might not normally do or you're just doing things because it's popular. Uh, well, what advice would you give to someone that, that has received that calling from God to do a certain thing and, and not, and, and, you know, even though, you know, a lot of times it might not be a popular thing to everybody else, but it, it, it is what's going to get you saved and and, and give you salvation in life, so how? Uh, what advice would you give to someone that that might be battling w- uh, with a calling that they've been called upon, and, and they kind of want to do it, but then they, they fall into the peer pressure because you know they don't want to lose out on on other things. So I, I just want to know, um, you, you're a great example on on how you know you made that transition, but you did it because you know that, that was your faith, and and that was. Uh, part of your transition because you, you you love God and you want to uh, submit yourself fully to Him. So, what what advice would you give to someone that that might be facing uh, that that same thing that you went through before? Um,
5: it, the the deciding that is is much more you know harder than. I can explain because
3: mm-hmm.
5: even for me, like, knowing that I wanted to do it, like, it still, you know, took a lot of thinking and, you know, speaking and different, getting different opinions about it to figure out, you know, if this is best for at least for that moment. Like I said, it was all about timing for me rather than what I do it because I always know I would do it, but it was about timing. So right. for somebody who, you know, feels that they're getting that calling and they they're like they're not sure, you know, if they want to or if it's the popular thing, like you say, Within their um their environment, um, you just I just say follow your heart because you know you can't go wrong when when your instincts like tell you that this is what you're supposed to be doing. You mm-hmm. just have to follow it. As it's much easier said than done, especially you know coming from somebody who's done it. It's much easier said than done, but like I just say, if you follow your heart, I don't think you can go wrong. Like even if say you were not to be as successful, but you mm-hmm. never know what you know the bigger benefit in the long run could be. You know whether it's spiritually with Christ or, you know, if that's like, because they say sometimes, um, and I always thought about this, even throughout my, my time in hip-hop, sometimes um, God don't always open doors. Sometimes he closes doors that you don't need to have. Like you don't need that door to be open for you to walk through. Sometimes maybe. we might pray for something pray for something, and we don't get it, and we are thinking God's not listening. But in actuality, he could be closing that door because maybe going through that door is not the right thing for us. You know, maybe right. that wasn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe I wasn't, you know, a big-time rap star yet because that wasn't what he wanted for me, you know. We could want it, but we never know what the big man upstairs has in plan for us. So with that being said, that's why I feel like when this is my calling and my time, I was like, this is a no-brainer. <laughs> Even though it was difficult, like, I was, I just knew, like, I can't turn my back on that because that just might be what I am here for. That might be what I'm supposed to do.
1: exactly. Exactly. And I'm glad you shared that with us because, you know, it's 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 so much immense pressure coming from, you know, media, books, and, and just everything to, to, to shy away from that. And, and you know, God defined us, but people all, often let other people define them, and, and therefore they'll never reach their potential. So I, I, I thank you for, you know, sharing that message with us. Uh, we're going to take a quick uh, break, but... In the meantime, we're going to play uh, Thank You, Lord, by You. Uh, can, can you tell us about about this record?
5: Yeah, that record is, is, is as simple as the title. Like, I literally just, and that's, through that record is how I decided that, okay, it was time for me to make this transition because I usually, like, just come up with random songs in my head. So one day I was just, like, trying to write a song, write a song, and all that could come to my head was just how grateful I was for all, you know, Christ has put me through it. Like, I was going through a rough day at work. And I just started, you know, putting in my head, you know, it could be worse and all this and that So the song, the concept of the song is pretty much just thanking Jesus for everything, you know, he's done for me And everything he's going to continue to do for me throughout my lifetime and throughout this new journey that I'm embarking in.
1: Amen, well, we're going to check it out and we'll be right back
5: All
6: right No. Calvary, hey. I want to thank you, my love, and I love you came to set me free, and for loving me, I want to thank
0: Yeah.
1: This want to thank the Lord for allowing me to to have a platform to 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 uh, interview uh, great minds and great artists like Sean Lyric. I want to welcome him back to the show.
5: Thank you, bro. I appreciate it.
1: Uh, no problem at all. Um. Uh, um, who, who would you like to give a shout out to tonight? Uh. Uh. Or or a knowledge while while we have you on here tonight.
5: Um. Shout outs. I don't. I don't really do shout-outs, but I always, you know, show love to my publicist, T.C. Um, she's definitely been awesome for me and my whole team, Nexus. They know who they are, so that's pretty much it.
1: Okay, that's what's up. Now, uh, where can we find you online?
5: Um, you can get me on Twitter at Sean underscore Lyric. Um, my Facebook is Sean Lyric, and my website, com. Yeah, that's pretty much how you can reach me on social media.
1: Okay. Well, Sean, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to, to be on the Live by Terrence show tonight. You are always welcome to come back, and uh, I just want to say God bless to you, and and God will bless you on, on your future endeavors as well.
5: I appreciate that a lot, bro. Thank you, guys. I, pre- I hope you all um, have a blessed night, and God bless.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Sean. All right, bro. That was Sean Lyric. Uh, you can check him out. The song is Thank You, Lord. Thank, thank you, Lord, for allowing him to be on the show and, and just be able to share the, the Christian views and and how he's able to overcome, you know, been, from being in a secular industry to going into Christian music. And so I definitely commend him because uh, you not not only for that, just being brave to be himself to follow the Lord and, and not and not be influenced by people around him to pursue that. So definitely give a shout-out to him. Uh, I, I enjoyed the song, and I'm looking forward to having him on in the future. And I do want to give a shout-out to Cece. She's one of the best PR people in in, in the industry, and I, I have enjoyed working with her and, and interviewing everybody that she has provided for the Live by Terrence show. at the top of the hour... We have Henry M. Carter coming on from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. He is uh, the author of Who Moved My Nuts. is a very inspirational book. And he's also the executive director of Atlanta, Atlanta Technical College for males. And I'm looking forward to having him on tonight. Uh, but before he come on, we're going to uh, take a quick station break. And we will be right back. Yo, this is T-Rex. Welcome back to the Live by Terrence show. I am so excited about the next guest that's about to come on right now. Uh, he's not only a cousin, but he's like an older brother to me. He is the author of the best-selling book, Who Moved My Nuts? Also, he's the director of Institute for Males at Atlanta Technical College. I want to welcome the great Henry M. Carter to the show. How you doing tonight, sir?
7: I'm doing outstanding, Terrence, and I thank you for allowing me to be on your show and speaking to your listening audience.
1: Oh, man, you just oh no, This is your second time around, and and uh, not only are, are you family, you're also a mentor to me as well, and you, uh, you are a great educator, and uh, you have a great mind that, that you don't mind sharing with others. To, to, you know, to, to make a better living and make a better way. So um, I know the last time we talked about you, you, you came out with the, um, you wrote the book, Who Moved My Nuts. Um, how, how how has that book um, been going in circulation so far?
7: Well, that book has done phenomenal and sold over 7,000 copies throughout the country and uh, around the world. You can find people in Germany and other places that have had the chance to read the book uh Uh, in great part to Amazon being able to translate the book into other languages. So it just has been a phenomenal tool for people to use to rebrand and to uh, reinvent themselves uh, after they have gone through a life-altering challenge or those who feel like they're just stuck and want to go to the next level. This book has given them the tool to do just that.
1: Exactly, and I know you are you you are an educator and mentor to others, and I know also you are in school uh, uh, yourself. And when can we officially call you Dr. Carter? I know you are working on your doctor uh, degree currently. Well,
7: as as it's scheduled now, everything should be finished by December, and I'll be officially through with I'm through with all the course study and the the dissertation process is just going through its course right now but I anticipate everything being completed by December of this year. And uh, I just constantly believe uh, that uh, uh, individuals should be in search of knowledge from the cradle to the grave and that we should constantly be making ourselves better so that we can help other people to become better.
1: Right. And I know one of the quotes that you often tell me or you put on Facebook, that every day above ground is a great day. Uh, how do you continue to to uh, use that quote, among others, to inspire uh, not not just uh, the black community, but just anybody that, that that needs that encouragement from someone.
7: Well, I think a lot of times that people uh, have developed a mentality that when I'm con- when they're confronted with challenges, that they should just give up or abort the mission. And I think a lot of times people also uh, are are not uh, as aware of the benefits that they have in their life, even when they're going through adversities. Uh, When you compare your life to the lives of somebody living in a third world country, uh, for instance, right now we're hearing in the news about uh, Liberia and Ebola, but I, I recently researched that the other day and looked at the abject poverty that the Liberian people live in. They live virtually on landfill types of land and that makes me understand that no matter uh, how much challenge we going through as mm-hmm. long as we wake up the next day we have an opportunity to reinvent ourselves we have an opportunity to make our tomorrow look much better than our yesterday and that's why I believe we have to value the sanctity of life and and really say that even things are not going well today it does not mean that this would be the same situation tomorrow. So any day above ground is a good day.
1: Exactly. Now, what's your take? I know, you know, we have, you know, uh, chatted on Facebook about how the media is about portraying things or or, or, or trying to manipulate our minds away from being encouraged and then, you know that a lot of times when you turn on the tv it's, it's nothing but sex violence and drugs all the time and so that get us in our, that get in our psyche subconsciously even though we might not, might not narrow i mean you know we might not pay attention to it but it somehow it still get in our psyche and then when we're confronted with it we react to it and to be surprised and shocked that we react to it mainly the same way that anybody else will, will react to it. So uh, what is your take on, on, on that, and what, what are some of the things that you can share with us uh, that we can work on to not be so manipulative to what we see on TV or what we read or what we hear on the radio?
7: Well, I think you hit some very good points about how television is used to manipulate uh, and, re- and frame the narrative in the minds of people on how they should see things. Uh, there was a book that many people had to read back in high school called 1984 by George Orwell. He wrote the book in 1948 to discuss some of the things he thought that was going to occur in 1984, and some of it actually came in existence around 1984, and a lot of it came in existence around 2014. Just for example, George Orwell said in his book, 1984, that there would be a flat, on the wall in everybody's home that could see inside of your home and watch your every move. And he coined the term,
3: big brother
7: is watching you. And so today we have in every home a flat screen television on the wall that's really a two-way transmitter that a good hacker can hack your television and look inside of your, your home. And my point is, is that He said something in that book that was very interesting to the point you were making. He said that the government would use certain things like gambling, sports, and other things to keep the people manipulated and not concerned with the conditions that they're living in. And I think a lot of things that's on television, reality television, uh, all of the violence that we see on television, some of the frivolous things we hear is to keep you and I – distracted from what's really going on in regards to everyday Americans losing their constitutional rights and their freedom and their liberty. So we're going to have to be a little more cognizant about what's going on in our surrounding environment if we want to stay a free America.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's something I, I try to educate as well to uh, my peers and then anybody that that's willing to um, listen. That it doesn't take much to uh, manipulate or brainwash people, uh, especially um, when you are around peers that like the same things you like, and, it, and it, it's it's not not hard to draw you into it as well. And then before you know it, you you, you in the matrix too.
7: <laughs> absolutely. And, absolutely.
1: So yeah, that's that, that. That is some great points. But um, wh- what would you recommend on how to steer away from that? Is it is it okay to still watch those type shows, knowing the fact that yeah, you know, there is some uh, you know some techniques that they are using, or do do uh the people as a public need to just not watch it at all and 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 have some uh other alternative entertainment to you know I agree. occupy the you know, time.
7: I I was taught by a professor of mine that we are the sum total of what we see, what we hear, what we watch, I mean, and who we associate with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that if you want to control your mind, control what you hear, what you see, what you read, and who you associate with. And so if people want to go through a paradigm, you can't watch garbage and expect that something productive going to come out of your mind. Is because what we see begins to have an impact on our thought processes, and then our thought processes impacts our behavior. So when we're watching unreality TV and and they go from zero to ten when they have an issue, then we begin to adapt that as a part of our behavior. Now, what we have to do is to turn off that and and, and infuse our mind with something positive. So you heard the old cliché garbage in, garbage out. But there's also another part of that is positivity in, positivity out. So we're going to have to, the Bible says it this way, and not to be biblical on the show, but it says we have to be careful what we allow to come into our eye gate and our ear gate. And I think a lot of people suffer from the disease of stinking thinking because they allow a lot of garbage to come into their mind. So we're going to have to get around the right people. Read the right things, watch the right things, and put in our ear the right things so we could be the right people. And that's, in a nutshell, what has to happen in regards to the redevelopment of our mind. Just like we fast for our body off of food, we mm-hmm. need to have a mental fast. And you can actually Google this, uh, a 30-day mental fast, and it'll tell you what you need to do 30 days to give your mind a break from all of the negativity you are infused with. And I've seen some people go to 30 days, but most folks make it to 20 days because it tells you to cut off a lot of this negativity that we have become addicted to.
1: Right. And that's why I wanted you to come on the show because uh, I know you was a psychology major and you have done number of years with Different roles on, under that field, and now you are uh, director of the Institute for Males at Atlanta Technical College. Um, why do you think that people are so intrigued to watching destruction of other people when it comes to sex, drugs, and and, and, and violence? what, what, what I, I know you know, you know a lot, a lot about the human mind and everything. Uh, can you just share with us what what makes us drawn to that and not just a, a happy. I would, I would like to say a happy reality show <laughs> where there's no drama or or how they overcome it instead of them being in it all the time. So I just wanted to know, you know, from a from a, a psychology major perspective, why are we so intrigued into watching that all the time?
7: Well, you know, just scientifically speaking, Terrence, human beings are only one percent away from being an animal that. Uh, that's basically motivated off of his instinct. So there's an animalistic part of us, a, a urge in us to seek out that which would give us pleasure. And those reality shows happen to a part of our psyche, a dark part of our psyche, that likes the drama, that likes the thrill, that likes the, the fantasy of living through the lives of somebody who have the perception of the lifestyle of the rich and the famous. And once you start tapping more into that dark side, it stimulates you just like cocaine stimulates the mind. So the mind releases these endorphins and releases these serotonin that is released when we have a sense of pleasure. And so when we watch these shows, it tapped into that dark part that gave us a sense of pleasure and we became addicted to it. So we we took a little bit of that negativity, we liked it. We watched more, and we liked it, and we watched more to the point now that we are addicted to these shows just like an individual is addicted to cocaine because the same pleasure section of the brain is being stimulated. And so it's time for us to go on a detox. It's time for us to go on a mental rehab lest you're going to go so far in the abyss that it's going to become generational because once that, that information gets absorbed in your mind, you start acting out in your behavior that impacts people in your surroundings, especially your children, and then they adopt that behavior. Now you have what they call a generational curse going on because that behavior is keep on multiplying itself. So in my house, we don't allow that negativity to enter into our house because we want to protect
1: uh, the the sanctity of the mind. Oh yes, most definitely. We are on on the air with Henry Carter. Uh, what are some of the programs that that you have implemented at, at Atlanta Technical College since you uh, uh you, you went there back in two thousand and nine? And 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 how has those programs benefit the, the students that that's there?
7: I work with on an annual basis with six hundred boys and men. And what our job is is to prepare them for a competitive market. And so uh, we work with a high school population as well as an adult male population. And with mm-hmm. the high school population, we do something called Saturday Academy, which we convene young men together once a month and teach them leadership development, financial literacy, career and college exploration, and manhood. With the adult population, we focus on them rebranding themselves in regards to being marketable in the world of work and, be, and having some professional development. A lot of the men that come to us, some of them have been uh, adjudicated or incarcerated. Some of them have been downsized. Some of them are problems who are trying to become marketable to take care of their children. Uh, and so we help them to move along the continuum by connecting them to stakeholders in the community who have some influence and that we are willing to give them the opportunity to come up out of their condition so we do some mentoring programs we do some uh technical skill programs and we also expose the young men to various cultural aspects to make them stronger if the military can take t-bone and make him tyrone in 12 weeks t-bone coming to the military don't know anything about uh being battle ready and in 12 weeks he's ready to go fight in a foreign country surely we could take young men and women and develop them in 12 months to be productive citizens, and that is my mission, and that's what I do uh, every day uh, in regards to making the lives of people better.
1: Amen. Beside that position there, uh, what what other uh, upcoming projects are you currently involved in or working on? Well,
7: I have a nonprofit called Manly Deeds, Inc., uh, which goes uh, broader in regards to developing young men uh, throughout the, uh, the country. And I'm also, I work closely with nonprofit organizations in their capacity building. You have a lot of grassroots organizations who have a good heart, but they don't have the infrastructure to be sustainable, and I help them to become sustainable. And then I also do a lot of consulting uh, for uh, companies in regards to building their staff and I have a very strong life coaching uh, business. So when individuals come to me, I have clients that I work with, and I help them to develop a success plan, and I constantly encourage them and motivate them to be the best that they could possibly be. So those are a lot of things that I do on the outside. Now, as you mentioned earlier, I'm I'm finishing up my doctorate in business administration, and the reason I went in that area is because I want to help 10,000 people to become entrepreneurs, particularly in the, 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 the black community. And the reason I say that, the black community, is because we have a $1 trillion annual spending power, and we spend less than 1% of that $1 trillion in our communities, and that's why the communities around America look like ghettos. But if I can motivate and teach people how to start their own businesses in these communities, then that dollar will circulate and the ghetto will disappear and education will increase and crime will decrease.
1: Oh, yes, most definitely. Uh, Is there anybody you would like to acknowledge right now or any shout-outs you would like to give?
7: Well, I'd like to give a shout-out to all of those hard-working individuals who are in the Valley, Lynette, and West Point area who are trying to make a difference after the recent tragedies that have occurred in that area. I am a a proponent and a lover of servant leaders. Just to close out, Terrence, Martin Luther King says, Anybody can be great because anybody can serve. All it takes to be a servant leader is a heart full of grace and a a heart full of love. And so I give a shout-out to all of those servant leaders in the Valley, Lynette, West Point, Lafayette, Opelika area that are hitting the streets to make a difference in the lives of the young people there so they can have an alternative.
1: Exactly. And uh, where can we find find you online, Harry?
2: they
7: can go to www.henrymcarter.com. I believe everybody should have a own website after their name. Z says, I'm not a business businessman, I am the businessman. So go to <laughs> www.henrymcarter.com, and you'll find my book, Who Move My Nuts, and I'm not talking about testicles. I'm talking about <laughs> seven principles that allow us to be great That character is a squirrel from Valley, Alabama, that lives in Atlanta, that her tree was cut down, that she had her nuts, and she had to make a decision whether she was going to chase those old nuts or find new nuts. And that's where many of us are in our life when we have a challenge. We have to make a decision whether we're going to chase the old things in our life or go after something new.
1: Oh, yes. And it is a great book to read. And I definitely recommend that book. And here I want to say thank you for uh, taking the time to, to be on the show tonight. And definitely you are welcome any time to, to be on the show for anything that you have going on.
7: Well, I thank you for having me on the show. And I would like to say to all of your listening audience, I'll see you at the top because the bottom is too crowded.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much, hearing. Uh, you take, take care, and we'll definitely be in touch with you. You too. Take care. Yes, that was that was Henry Carter from out of Atlanta, Georgia. He is a blood kin of mine. Like I like I said before, he's not only a cousin; he's more of a brother and a mentor to me. And it's definitely an honor to have him on the show because he has traveled all over the world. He has done hundreds of speaking engagements about empowering people's mind and, and, and coming together. Um, this is a a great person to, to know and he he's 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 on the, he's on that battlefield too he he's on he's on the front lines for for everybody for for human rights you know it's, everybody has has issues and problems and 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 have violence in, in their communities and it is it's a blessing to have someone like him on that walk this earth god fearing that has the mind to educate others. Uh, he overcome a lot of stuff in his life to make it to where he is, and, and he, he's a perfect example for uh, for anybody that that is looking for a mentor or a role model to follow in the human form. So I definitely want to give a shout out to Cuz. Um, at the bottom of the hour, we have Larry Lack Henderson. He is returning to the Live by Terrence show. Uh, he last been on almost three years ago, and it will be a great honor to interview him again. Uh, he is still in the grind on his uh, his outreach that he, he is um, working on right now, and he's about education you know, through his music and, and, and uh, the, the hip-hop education project that he's been working on is is doing very well, and we're going to have him on in just a few minutes. Uh, before we bring them on, we're gonna take a quick break.
4: While sunshine brings light to my everyday, so many words to say, but hold on wait, girl, let me explain. It's your husband on the island, girl. Kick your feet up in the nightlight. the past and i see you
6: meet
4: together, we could love one another love with you till the end of time baby every time i see
6: you i, I oh, 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 oh. fall in love with you tonight. My
4: life when you're with me, when oh, you're with me. Yeah. Break it down, break it down one time. When you know time. you might be fine, might as well be mine. Cause divine well. is what you is, yeah. divine is what you are. So come roll with a S-T-A-R. Your beauty is impeccable, girl amazing. marvelous, fascinating. So no waiting, girl, no faking. I come for the rule, boy, got me a Jamaica I see you I,
6: I <laughs> Fall in love with you That's all I, <laughs> I <laughs> Girl, you are the love of my mine I'm <laughs> in <I'm> love <laughs> with you With you That's all I Let me take you around the world, girl I really want to be your man I hope that you can understand hey. that. I really want to be with you girl. I can't fight this of
1: my life when you're with me when you're with me Welcome back to the Live by Terrence show with T-Rex and This show has been great, 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 great. Uh, we had the comedian, Heather Hatton, to kick it off at the 8 o'clock hour. And then we had some uh, spiritual vision from Sean Lyric. And then we had a great educator, Henry Carter, on. And, you know, we got somebody that's going to wrap it up for us. He is uh, a great musician. I was talking about him earlier about the hip hop education project that he's working on. Uh, he was on the show a couple of years ago, so we're going to be talking to him about uh, his new music, his uh, his uh, mini autobiography about Harriet Tubman, and just you know, pick his mind because we, we, I, I love having great minds on here asking questions on because we all need some kind of encouragement in our lives and and larry lock henderson is is one of them that that has a great mind and great vision and you can hear it through his music and the passion that he has so we're going to be talking to him about that and a smart music tour and we're going to welcome him on to the show right now let's welcome larry lock henderson to the show how you doing tonight
8: i'm doing good brother how you doing tonight
1: I'm doing great, man. It's great to have you on, man. It's been years since we last spoke. <laughs>
8: yeah, I know,
1: oh, man. I know, man. Time flies,
8: brother. Time flies.
1: Oh, yes, man. We got a lot to catch up on, man. I know um, I know you was on a couple of years ago. And, uh, you introduced us to the Hip Hop Education Project and the Smart Music Tour. And basically, the first question I want to ask, you know, from the, the last, interview that we had a couple of years ago. How is that, that tour going for you now? It's, it's
8: good, man. You know, from uh, lesson one, you know I mean? We're putting out lesson two right now, pretty much dropping it single by single.
0: We've been able to get worldwide,
8: worldwide recognition, and I mean, in all sorts of weird places, Poland, Saudi Arabia, Japan, and South Africa, you know, so um, besides being all around the country and all around the world, it's been great, man, just being able to promote the importance of education, being able to show that, you know, hip-hop is not just about violent, um, misogynistic imagery, you know what I mean, that we actually have some substance and that we actually care about mental elevation. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been great, man, all the way around.
1: Now, since you're doing this tour, uh, what have you been most excited about, about it since uh, you, you first started it years ago?
8: You said sure has me most excited? Yes. Well, you know, really man, it's the music that performing the music this time around is really exciting because, you know, we're 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 doing a lot of African American festivals now, and most of the places that we're performing, they normally don't have hip-hop music because of the language, because of the messages, you know, they they don't want that to be a part of their program. Well, with smart music entertainment, because people do enjoy the music, because we're saying something positive, because we're putting out black history information, because we have all of those elements, we've been able to represent hip hop in, in different arenas that um it wouldn't normally be represented in. So, um that's you know, that's exciting. Always having the kids enjoy your music, having the kids recite your lyrics, having the kids say they memorize cash flow, you know, that's always something that um that excites, you know, me just as an artist and a person. But definitely being able to embark and perform in these arenas that that um wouldn't normally allow hip-hop to be a part of their program, you know, that that, that got us going over there.
1: Now, how humbling it is to be pretty much the first entry into different regions of the world or countries that, that didn't allow hip-hop music before but then you come along and they're they allowed. So how how does that feel to you that you have music that's that's so inspirational that you can penetrate a region that, that never heard that kind of music before? Or a lot uh, you know, it's
8: very Crazy, man. I mean, you know, it's a humbling experience. We still have a lot of work to do. So you know, we still have a um just a lot of places to touch, a lot more people to hit. But I mean so and, and I say that to say that I still feel on the grind so even though we've been able to go into these markets and touch these people i you know we haven't done enough you know what i mean so i'm not at the point where i'm like yo oh, you know we made it i feel good i'm still in grind mode i'm still you know what i mean in, in that workaholic like yo let's 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 keep the foot on the gas pedal mode so um you know i ain't in the chill mode yet but it is it definitely feels good you know especially for me who've been rhyming for a long time and then trying to get into the to the business aspect of hip-hop for a long time and then to actually just do something strictly on the strength of helping the community and have that be the thing that blows, you know, that's, it's, that feels great, man. I, I, I can appreciate everything that's going on right now, every show that we get, every interview that we do, every kid we touch, you know what I mean, every new fan of the hip-hop album, you know what I mean, that we get, I appreciate it
1: all. Now, what are some of the comments that you that you get or some of the things that are said to you from from the people that that is that is inspired from your music um, as far as fans and then the kids that actually uh, get a great learning from your music? What are some of the uh, comments that you can share with us on the air?
7: Well,
8: you know, I, I get the people are surprised that the music sounds the way it is
1: because when I say
8: educational hip-hop music, and, you know, you're thinking Barney, you're thinking Sesame Street, you know what I mean? So you're not... Or you're thinking, you know, like a a typical conscious rapper, you know what I mean? But you're not – there's nothing else quite like this. So you don't – you can't get it until you hear it. And then when people hear it, it's always like, oh, my God, I really like this. This is hot. This is really great. Oh, let me hear some more. You know what I mean? So I I get that type of response. Like, yo, I didn't think that I was going to like that, but, no, that's that's pretty dope. That's really good. You know what I mean? I get that type of response. And then from the – I always get – well, not always get, but I, I often get, um, I learn something new every time I listen to your album. I always get that, too. you know what I mean? Like, yo, I listen to it. I've had it, you know what I mean, for a while. I listen to it again. I just learned something new today. So either people just really like the music and they're really surprised that they dig it so much, or people are like, yo, I learned something new today because you have so, you packed so much information into all of your joints. So I, I kind of get those typically. I mean, people say all, all sorts of weird stuff. You know, there's also, when you listen to lesson One and you hear a song like Black Inventors, you also have the group of people that's like, well, black people didn't invent nothing. Why you come out with a song like that?
1: You know what I mean? So you also (laughs) get
8: those sorts of comments, but, Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, it's it's positivity.
1: Oh, yes, most definitely. I want to check out this first song that you have uh, uh, that's very inspirational. It's by Harriet Tubman. Um, Yeah. what, What made you decide... To um, do a song to to um, project what what she went through regarding uh, our our history.
8: Because I don't think, uh, at least within the hip hop community, Harriet Tubman is being um, presented and respected in the correct light. You know, we don't know enough about Harriet Tubman. We don't know enough about that struggle. We don't know about that type of um, resistance to slavery. We don't know that it was actually a resistance movement. She wasn't just grabbing people in the middle of the night and running north. You know, there was a lot to that. And I just right. wanted to pay homage to the lady within that um, within that three- to five-minute time slot that I got to give you some information. I just wanted to hold it down for her.
1: No doubt. Well, here it is. It's Larry Lock Henderson with Harriet Tubman. We'll be right back.
0: when I was five, hired out to watch a baby, and they beat me when they cried. I consider that too much of a price. Even though I'm thick-skinned, some of the scars stayed with me for life. I ain't never been the type to spin around to the other cheek putting up a fight to me and my people's all are free Four brothers, four sisters, thick family. I'm the fourth child, you follow mathematically. Guards in my veins, I can feel it in my soul. Three older sisters never seen again when they were sold. When they came for my brother, my mom's made them a promise. Whoever try to take them, she's. Splitting open your noggins Mommy was a rider Spiritual advisor Security provider That's why I'm alive, wire When they ain't take my brother I felt the power inside of me Influenced by the moment I'll never settle for slavery Heavy metal weight in my head as a teen Now with seizures Dr. the seeing and strange dreams From the tribe of Asante to grandma modesty Being free, holding my own Just a part of me you thinking by coming after me Better bring your faculty 20 miles away before you even know what's happening Cargo on my train and- it's something like traffic. I'm oh, Harry conductor. I ain't never lost a passenger. I'm plotting on my escaping. I'm married and feeling patient. I'm outy with no debate, and You silly for conversating. I'm breaking and while you waiting and i make it, I'll be sure to get the safest route to travel and be back for you with faith. September 17th, 1849. Me and my brothers Henry and Ben said it's mine. So we left for Maryland headed towards Freedom Land, but they feet chilled lead up. So we turned around and went back to the owners. Believe me, I didn't want to. Had I knew my brother's scared we're in the bottom a little while later man I ran away again with this time straight Dolo fan backs to the wind in the middle of the night in the winter in the cold I was navigating on the underground railroad nah it ain't a literal train it's a form of resistance just with the railroad theme so a station's a safe house where the runaways go and the runaway slaves are considered cargo the person who hit him considered a station master and the stockholder's the one who will put the cash up me I'm the conductor I transported the cargo routes that I took remain secret I took an old boss of so my train, you get on There is no rebelling, grown man said he turning back And I had to tell him, fam, why you had me bring the metal out Cock your back, point it at your head and bring the devil out There's no going back, besides you going snitch And I'll kill you when you stand before you sing behind the whip Running from slave catchers, a bounty on my head Until my whole fam free, I don't really care Had a 10 year span with 19 or so trips I done free so many slaves they calling me Moses during the Civil War because of my skills I became the first woman to lead a armed assault I am Harriet Tubman you need to fall back a conductor I never ran my train off the track you thinking about coming after me better bring your faculty 20 miles away before you even know what's happening cargo on my train and it's something like traffic I'm Harriet the conductor I ain't never lost a passenger
1: to the live by Terrence show with t-rex we're going to welcome back larry locke henderson to the show yeah yeah now i want to ask you with so much information like like of course like harriet tubman that's so much information that's out there how 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 are you able to condense so much information into a a uh three near four minute song and then and then also that for for us to you know to learn about about her
8: um, you know what it is, man, I I, I really just think that um, rhyming is a skill, you know, being a rapper, having having that type of talent, and
7: mm-hmm. it's something,
8: it's a skill that I've been developing since I've been in the third grade, so now, you know what I mean, I kind of, when I can hear the information, I kind of know what to put in, you know what I'm saying, how I want to put it in, how I want to say it, you know what I mean, it's just, it's a skill, so it's kind of a talent that I've been working on, practicing on, developing, for years, and um, you know now, it just kind of comes, You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, this is something that I'm able to do. You know, different people have different talents. Some people can play basketball. You know what I mean? I me, mean, I can rap. That's you know what I mean. That's just a, a talent God gave me.
1: Oh yes. Now, what, what, what's some of the new music that you're currently working on right now?
8: Well, you know, we um we have lesson two, um so we we're we're pretty much dropping that single by single. We put Harriet Tubman and conductor together. Um, matter of fact, next week we're going to come out with a song called Laughing at My Pain. It's the an anti-bullying theme. Um, we also put out I Am because we are already, um, you know, we're just going to hit them single by single until the whole album is out, and then we're going to give them the whole album. But uh, you know, lesson two is together, and um, you know, we're just we're just trying to promote the importance of education step-by-step, day-by-day. You know, we're trying to put this type of positive energy out there so that people can have something else to absorb outside of all of the negativity that they're getting from the mainstream
1: media. Exactly, exactly. Now, uh, I want to check out this second single. Uh, It's called I Am Because We Are. uh, Can you tell us about this one?
8: I Am Because We Are. It's the outro to Lesson 2. Um, I'm beatboxing. My 11-year-old daughter was singing on it. I definitely want to give you that hardcore hip-hop feel. And also, okay. um, you know, just take it back to that hip-hop essence. But this is I Am Because We Are from uh, from Lesson 2.
1: All right. Well, let's check this out, and then we'll be right back with more Larry Locke Henderson. Yeah.
0: to Smart music is the movement, uh, a bad education, the reason some of us lose yeah. it. A lot of young boys being misdiagnosed. But the school's G off I'm telling you it's a hoax. Uh, Hyped up and energetic. That don't mean slow, keep it all G That's common amongst the kin folks. Yeah. And dead griddlins, equivalent to speed when love and education's the medicine now we need. Uh, I proceed with the left resembling hope death. Black on both sides still living it. Most death uh, taking trees out of the hood. So we build less and looking out size to of a fulfilled test whatever happened to the village concept it's impossible to live without seeing beyond self understand that is easier to build a strong child than repair a broke man All i want to do about the,
9: the man but the on me i'm fighting for the babies and the trying to them as a we are because I am I'm, I'm, a a a I'm about to on the one who is shot I'm the to i the one man But the beast is on the me
0: it ain't a game, it's the life. From the 48 laws to the parables of Christ. All the war and them 42 negative confessions. Your mind's the most dangerous of blessings. of knowledge is above. You holding the light. Like beginning of Columbia. Affliction, torch bright. A vote is the voice and them policies running your life. The 50th Amendment. to make them put up a fight. Acknowledge yourself, I'm still seeking it. A lot of my dudes going ham just ain't eating it. Soul is the angelic part of a man. So the flesh is the pet of it. Invisible hand, son, I breathe like a fab joint And I always say one plus your last point Yeah, we do it for the kids We do it for those who can't vote Cause the law's after the beds Writing letters to they wiz I want to do But
9: the is to me I'm fighting for the babies and the parents, are because we are we are
0: because I am. I the man. But the beast is me. Uh, your thoughts are costing me. Yeah. Ignoring the history Standing at the podium looking over your sheeple You keep it entertaining And they continue to feed you Hood is the battleground Minds are the spoils of war Ignorant bliss, The weapon that they use on the poor School's diet plan Lacking all the vitamins Fool, you tell them try again Recognize what time we in Kids losing lives They want to arm the teachers I guess they'll bang out In the hallway with a demon Real men don't buy girls Or put them on the front line So they can get shot In front of the world The flow is unprecedented it. please understand math got a message in it, it's smart music entertained with the lessons in it, we don't just talk about the future, we invest in it, keep up with the regiment All I want to do a the about the, the, man, the is to me, the, fighting for
9: the and, the and the is the your thoughts are me. I am because we are, we are because I am, All I want to do a about
1: on to me. Welcome to the live show, T-Rex in the building, welcome to my guest, Yes, sir. Definitely, uh, uh, def- definitely an honor to have you on. Are um, there any people you um, want to do tonight?
8: What would you say, ma'am? Sorry, I was in and out. My fault. What would you say?
1: Are there any people you want to tonight? Or give a shout-out
8: Okay, yeah, yeah. I want to, um, first of all, let people know that the website is www.smart-hiphop.com. You can contact me at lock at smart hip Um You can get get at us on YouTube at Smart Hip-Hop Music, Twitter at Smart Hip-Hop, Facebook at Smart Music Entertainment, Instagram at Smart Hip-Hop. Uh, the album, Lesson 1, Hip-Hop and Education, is available on Amazon and iTunes. And uh, once again, the website is wwwsmart hip Um, You know, we here. Get at us. Oh,
1: yes. No doubt. And, Larry, you know, you always welcome here on the time. I have a two-year-out now. We're going to bring you back on in a few months so we, so we can keep in touch with it. <laughs>
8: Definitely, man. You know, I, I'll be sending you the new music. Like I said, we got the anti-bullying theme coming out next week, you know what I mean, because that's definitely another serious issue that's, um, you know, plaguing a lot of our kids. So, uh, you know, we, we, we're about to get busy with that campaign, so I'll definitely uh, send
1: you that. It's crazy. Oh, thank you, thank. Oh yeah, Uh, definitely forward to it. I love listening to uh, inspirational music and anything that can uh, educate our minds. And you are definitely uh, ahead of the game in in, in what you're doing. So I definitely salute you for what you are doing, and and looking forward to having you on as many times you want to come back to, to share your vision with us.
8: And thank you, man. You know, and salute to you, man, because it's shows like this that give us a platform. Without shows like this, you know, we would have no voice. You know what I mean? Mainstream media, they definitely want to squeeze us out, man. So thank you, man. Keep doing your job. Keep holding down so we always have a place to be heard at.
1: Uh, No no doubt, no doubt. And thank you. And um, we'll definitely be, be in touch with you.
8: No doubt, brother. Peace.
1: Peace. That was Larry Lock Henderson. You definitely follow him on Twitter. Smart hip hop. He's doing big things. He is a visionary. You got to check out his, his tracks. Uh, he, he's a two-time interviewee of the Live by Terrence show. It's always an honor and a blessing to have him on the show, and we're looking forward to having him soon. You know, you know I was joking with him. I said, well, it, you know, it's been a two-year over two-year gap since we had him had him on, on last time, but we're gonna make sure that doesn't happen again I'll definitely make sure I reach out to him and, and try to bring him back on in a couple of months because uh, we definitely would like to follow people like him because he, he's definitely a mover and a shaker and uh, not only the music industry but just in this world and and um, he's definitely making a difference and definitely uh, empowering people's minds and and it, if it doesn't get any better you know starting at a child level and working up because, you know, the children are our future and they are the next generation. And with his music, it it will help them become better people and also allow them to know about the history, the great history that we have um, in our lives. So I definitely want to uh, salute Larry Lock Henderson for taking the time to come on tonight. It's been a very star-studded show. Uh, We have four guests. So it's been a, a super-sized show. Uh, we wasn't live last week. Uh, we had a replay last week. So um, brought Heather Hatton over from the show that was supposed to air last week to this week. So we made it a super-sized show, which you know everybody is inspirational um, in their own own life or, or, or a different way of showing it. Um, we all have a gift. We all have a different calling that we are called upon to do. And we all are very unique people. And so you don't have to be like such and such or such and such. Wherever your calling is, you be that person that you are called to be. And it, it is good to see pioneers where 40, 50 years down the road, when the history books are updated or whatever, you, you will see the names of Larry Locke Henderson in the book or, or Henry Carter or um, and and Sean Lyric and, and Heather Hatton uh, in the books for leaving their mark for the next generation and generations to um, embark on. So don't don't ever try uh, to do the popular thing that everybody else is doing. Whatever you are called to do, that's what you should do because it is designed just for you. And then the only thing you have to do is either take it or leave it. And and I. Commend the people that that took that calling and, and taking it to a, their uh, to the next level. I want to give a shout out to Vlog um, Talk Radio for allowing the Live by Terrence show to be on on this platform. Um, we are going three years strong, and I want to give a shout out to uh, College Underground Radio. We are syndicated on there, so a lot of the college kids that, that's that's tune into to college underground radio You can you can check out the Live by Terrence show and numerous of other shows that is also on display on their site. Shout out to my girlfriend Wendy for holding down the camera and the lights. You know, you can watch us live every Sunday at eight PM Eastern time, streaming online live video. And she does a wonderful job with the lighting and and all the technical work behind the scenes, dealing with the show. And I just want to thank God just for allowing me to be here this great day. Uh, we broadcast live. we got a lovely outside studio. I love being outside, and we have done a, a great job in, in providing this to display on the show, and you can definitely check check us out at kingofundergroundmedia.com. You can follow us on Twitter, live by Terrence. Find on Facebook, Instagram. we just all over all over the internet. But you know we gotta close the show out just the way we started it. I have been away for a little bit here and there, doing shows sporadically. But we are committed to provide you. The best talk show that we can do every Sunday night 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We will be bringing back the Turntable Thursday series in the future. Also, DJ Ice Mike will be back to provide you some of the best DJ news and you know nightlife news that that you can get in this area and beyond. Uh, he's part of the Red Bull DJs. So he's definitely traveled all over the country, spinning that great music. And we're going to keep on bringing some of the, the best guests to this show, inspirational guests, people that, that's making a difference in, in their industry, As if it's music, entertainment, business, or just any walk of life, they are always welcome on this show because we are here to encourage not to condemn anybody. On that note, I'm going to close the show out tonight just the way we started with LL Cool J. Mama said knock you out. You all have a good night. We'll be back next Sunday, 8 p.m. Same bat channel, same bat time. Good night.
0: Come on, man.
2: Oh, God.